Welcome to Divorce Etc. hosted by us, the ex-experts. We're here to give you all kinds of information and tips on everything divorce. Plus, we're asking a lot of the questions that you may not even think of or know to ask, but we know because we've lived it so we get it. We're Jessica and TH. Welcome everybody to the Divorce Etc. podcast with Lucy Delgado. She is a veteran advocate and a real life expert like us, so we're all in good company here. And I want to tell you a little bit about Lucy from how I met her from a friend of a friend of a friend who wasn't really a friend, but someone that we knew. And she just kept doing great things. Uh, It really started because she was working a lot with um, one veteran group um, because she is a veteran herself. And I was doing large food truck events. And so we kind of made them our charity partner. And then I wanted to hear Lucy's story. So then I put her on stage to tell her story in a women's event that I used to produce. So I've always kind of kept tabs on Lucy. And now that we have this awesome platform, she's got a story to tell um, and you're gonna wanna hear it. So welcome to our show today. Thank you. Um, So let's jump in, Lucy. I mean, a little bit about what we were saying even before we started recording was that your story is going to be able to help so many people and that you're so brave and we're so grateful that you're willing to share. Um, I'm curious, in order to cover as much as we can in today's episode, are you able to briefly tell us how you think that your experience in the military shaped your first marriage? Oh, absolutely. Because when I left the military, um, I went right into a marriage and I was in a position where I was really not sharing what happened to me in the military. Um, I was really in total denial that I was assaulted. So I only shared my assault with one person and that person was my mother. And my mother really drilled in, in it to me to not tell anybody and you know, I lived in the world of shame and tarnishment. So I wasn't healing from my assault. So I took all that baggage into my marriage. We read a statistic earlier, TH and I, that I think it was veterans are 60% more likely to either separate or divorce than the average American. Does that surprise you at all? And and why Um, or why not? It's probably a bigger number, I would say. <laughs> it's 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 a tough deal, you know. A lot of people, if you're if you marry someone that served and you're not sure of the intricacies, so if you're an you're you're the spouse that's you know I'm the veteran, I marry someone that's a civilian. If you don't know the intricacies of the military or what potentially the person experienced, it could cause a lot of issues. I, I know a lot of people that have come to me and like, you know, Lucy, is there places we can go seek counseling, that type of scenario, because it, it, it's a tough deal, especially if your spouse has PTSD or any type of diagnosis that, you know, came from the military. So in your marriage, you had a beautiful child. And what was it that helped you get out of this marriage? And why did you feel you needed to get out of the marriage instead of working through it and explaining what went on with you in the military? Well, we had three beautiful children. <laughs> Not oh, just one. I didn't three know that. Children. Yeah, three beautiful children. All right. The other um, two are beautiful. Too. Yeah, the other two are beautiful too. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it was, it was interesting because I grew up in, um, in a household that regardless of how terrible your marriage is, you stay because of the children. 
And I felt that I can do that because if I'm miserable, my children are miserable and my marriage is miserable. Again, our family dynamic is going to be miserable. And I just, I I just want to pause for a second there, Lucy, because this is a conversation that TH and I have had with numerous people with regards to ex experts, like just that mentality that I think a lot of us come from, from the Mm -hmm. prior generations, which is you make it work. You grit your teeth, muscle through it. And this whole um, you know, question as to like, do I say, or do I go, do I say for the sake of the kids? And I just think it's right. like, amazing that you just articulated it so well that you recognized that if you're miserable, that means your kids are miserable and your whole family dynamic is miserable. And I don't, it's, it's, it's puzzling how so many more people don't recognize and acknowledge that and think they're doing the, the better thing. By staying. Absolutely. Everybody kind of says, oh, let's stay because of the kids. Let's stay because of finances. Let's stay because of, you know, all these other intricacies. And I was like, no. And I, I was like, I need to create a better space for myself. I need to create a better space for my children, because if I'm happy, ultimately my children are going to be in a happier place. And that was one of the main decisions. I mean, there, How did you even make that decision? I mean, it was from your it was, family. It was a very, it was a very quick. It was a very. What quick was your decision. aha moment to be mm-hmm. like? I, my, I have to go in a different direction. Uh, my aha moment was like, I got to do this, and it took me a while. Um, it took me like, I would say, six months of okay. really trying to figure this out because I kept on saying, "Look, I think we should," you know separate and no, 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 let's make it work. But then it just, it it was like a big snowball. And we had separated midway and we were married for 10 years. So we had separated at the five-year point. We were apart for almost a year and it was pretty okay. But then we ultimately got back together and then it was even more miserable. And, uh, and then I was like, I can't do this anymore. I, I was really not a good person. And, and, and I just wanted to really be a better person, better person for, again, for my children, better person to myself. So I ultimately said, you know what, let's do this. And we, I mean, we had a, a moment that said, okay, this is it. I can't do this anymore. So let's go. And he agreed. Um, And he agreed, he agreed. That's a big deal. You know, if you're making this joint decision, if it was only on you, you know, that, that could be harder. So that was, that's really great for you that you agreed it's time to move on. And he agreed. And it was a very, I have to say, I had a very simple divorce because I didn't ask for anything. I didn't ask for child support. I didn't ask for alimony. I just wanted out. And I, I did that. And a lot of people go to me, why did you do that? I just wanted my peace of mind. I wanted to make sure that my peace of not mind was going to be intact. Because again, I feel that when you start the alimony fight, you start the child support fight, you start the custody battle. No, joint custody, no, don't give me any funds. Don't give, you know, don't worry about it. We'll split all the expenses for the kids in half, just peace of mind. And I think, again, that made it work. Again, a lot of people say, why did you do that? I, that was my decision. And it made it easier to deal with. And, and even to this day, we've been apart for 18 years. And till this day, I still stand by that. And I wouldn't change that um, any other way. I wouldn't have done it any other way. Lucy, was your husband also a veteran? No, he wasn't. He was civilian. I actually met 
my ex-husband the day at my going away party to go into the service. Um, I met him there. He was brought to my party by a mutual friend and we sat on a staircase and talked all night. And it was funny because I had told him, hey, you know, when I come back, I'm going to marry you. And sure enough, I did. And we were, it was totally, it was not a planned marriage. We were really, really young. I was 21. He was 22. And then we automatically, we went into an instant family and it was, it was a tough marriage we kind of grew up together we were growing up with our right. kids we were right. like kids giving birth to kids um right and um and we were kind of growing up together and we were really faltering um I, I say that we were better friends. We were not meant to be a couple. We were meant to be friends. And we had, you know, a lot of common, we had a lot of commonalities, but we didn't have a lot of commonalities. And I think that's what ultimately destroyed us. Again, mine not healing my trauma are, you know, again, our, we, were youth, we were babies. And then just, we went into it way too fast and, um, that was really a lot of the catalyst for this. And I, again, I rather us end it and then hopefully try to find some peace in another way than yeah. continually destroy each other. Well, I also feel like each of the little pieces that you just mentioned that contributed to the unhappiness in your marriage and ultimately the road to divorce are all such relatable things. Like the idea that you may have been great friends, but were totally incompatible to be married. The fact yeah. that you had had a traumatic assault event when you were in the military that you had not really been able to face and, mm -hmm. and heal from. And so you're carrying that, you know, baggage around and, and how could that not seep into an intimate relationship with someone new, ah. who, by the way, from what you're saying, he didn't even know. Right. So no. whatever he could have done to have helped with that, he didn't, he couldn't even do that. And then uh -huh. just the idea of some commonalities and some not commonalities, like it's, it's such a, it's such a similar story to so many people that I I'm mm -hmm. sure are listening. And, um, I'm curious to know once you realized that you were going to leave and you both acknowledged that you were going to leave, what was you think the most helpful piece for you that helped you actually move on from that? I went through a period of grief, let's just call it. I call it my grieving period and where I really um, went into a, a bubble of just trying to figure things out. Um, and I really tapped into other people around me to make sure that I was okay. So I really developed this like peer network of people just to talk to them. A, a lot of people didn't agree with what I did, um, but I- I really, love what you did. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, I put, I basically would, you know, go out to like lunch and dinner or phone calls with people and say like, I just need you to listen to me. Like, just listen to me. It is and so helpful because there's so uh, many people who have good intentions and they mm -hmm. don't shut the fuck up. Yes. I mean, and they, just, they know everything, but they know nothing. They know nothing. And, and, and it, we could just coach friends on how to be a friend. That yeah, exactly. Crazy. Like, you know, just, oh, I would call people and say, look, I just need you to listen to, like, hear me out. Like, hear me out. Just don't, don't make an opinion. Don't, 
judge me. Just tell, just listen to me and then I'll, and then give me some feedback. Um, but, and that's how, what I did. I just created this peer kind of network um, and just started figuring out the pieces of puzzle. And another thing that I did is I didn't go into this thinking already about my next relationship. And I think that's what people, a lot of people make that mistake. Like, okay, I'm divorced and now I'm going to go into my next relationship. I had no intention of going into another relationship. I wanted to build an infrastructure for me, build an infrastructure for my kids that we all felt safe. And we were, again, finding the happiness that I deserve, but the happiness my kids deserved. And that's what I did. And I just took it that way. I wasn't thinking about, okay, now, you know, let me worry about dating. Let me, uh, that wasn't my concern. It really wasn't. I was being present. Are you thinking about dating again after divorce, but have no idea where to start? Maybe you need a little self-esteem boost or brush up on your conversation skills. Are you overwhelmed by all the new dating apps and crazy jargon? If the answers are yes, then let relationship expert and dating coach Jennifer Hurwitz be your thinking partner, your cheerleader, and unbiased opinion when you need one. Divorced herself, Jennifer also survived the dreary dating waters, and so can you. It's her job to set you up for success, help you gain the confidence you need to attract the partner you deserve. If you're open to making positive changes, and starting on your journey to finding love. Book a free clarity call with Jen today on her website, jenniferhervitz.com. And if you mention the ex-experts, you'll receive a special discount. Jessica, do you understand why I had to have Lucy? Yeah, I yes. I, I feel like you I are- mean, I, their words don't really do justice yeah. for how really it's, amazing it resonates are. so deeply. And I love the way you articulate yourself. And I also love, which is what I'm going to ask you next, like how you've taken your own personal experience and used it to help other veterans today, which I know is now your mission and your passion. Yeah. So once I started, um, I, I, again, I did not disclose my trauma until 2014. I was already in the middle of my marriage, um, of my second marriage. Um, and again, he was, wait, so you hadn't told your second husband before you married him either. No. So what happened was he was a huge catalyst in my healing. Uh, my husband, he was the one that at my worst part of me where I was really experiencing very high. Uh, I was really displaying my PTSD in a certain way. If my husband, my current husband wouldn't have gone to the hospital with me and told the doctor, my wife, you know, she is experiencing these chest pains. I know you, th- you know, she, you're not looking at her, you're looking at her as a cardiac patient, but my daughter, my, 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 my wife was in the military treat her as a veteran. And that's when everybody came in. They're like, were you a veteran? Are you a veteran? I said, yes. And they go, did something happen to you in the military? And then that was when I was like, yes. Is your second husband, was he a veteran or he just knew that? No, he just knew. He just knew to kind of say, you know what? Something's going on with my wife. And he actually, again, a huge piece of me now and the way what I've turned into right now is because of my husband, because he honestly, I he changed a lot about me in the sense that he he's become more. 
as much as I love my husband and I call him affectionately call him the spouse, he is more of, he's driven a lot out of me that nobody else could drive out of me. He really knows how to push my buttons in a very positive way. And again, I did not seek him. He, again, the way we met was very like, oh my God, this is happening. Um, but he really has changed my life. And he's been my partner in, in fixing me. And he, and I, in my, I call it my post-traumatic growth kind of mechanism. He has helped me along the way. And I, I couldn't do a lot of the things that I do without his support. I love that so much because as someone who now is uh, going through my second divorce and not necessarily thinking about like, who's my third husband going to be, but just the idea, listening to your words and TH knows this just all the time, listening and watching TH and her partner, like what you're talking about and describing is everyone should be so lucky to have that kind of a relationship. But I also hope everybody listening really heard what Lucy said, which is that it it was her focusing on herself that made such the difference before she was able to bring it into a relationship. But how wonderful that you have a partner who's so tuned in to who you are and wants to know how you tick so badly that he was able to be such a catalyst for your own healing. I mean, I just think that that's so wonderful and beautiful. Yeah. So and I mean, when you see us together, people are like, that's your husband. I'm like, yeah, that's my husband. They, you know, everybody uh, kind of pictures me like with what my ex-husband looks like. My ex-husband, they, my, my current husband and my ex-husband look like Penn and Teller next to each other. Um, <laughs> my, I have the ex-husband who's really really tall and large bearded glasses long hair and then I have the tiny husband now who's really tiny petite he's a he he um he's a cyclist so he he looks like a jockey let's just say yeah okay so um and then people like like who's the husband who's the ex-husband um but he is one thing about us we could talk about everything and that's something that I couldn't do with my first husband I couldn't talk to my ex-husband um now we talk as exes, we have yep. become better communicators. Um, and communication is so key. I know people that could sit in a room with their spouse and not say a word to each other. And we go into <laughs> we Horrible. go into a room together and we're like, and I mean, sometimes it's nonsense that we're talking about, but we manage to talk and we give each other, I think I, I talked to you about this TH, we give each other time to talk about things. We start our day with the conversation and we end our day with a conversation. I don't go to bed without having some sort of conversation with my husband. And to that. me, that is so important because again, he knows what's going on. And another thing is if something's really bothering me about him or something's really bothering about him to about me, he, we go right into it. Okay. Like what's going on? Like, yeah. wh why did you do this today? Or right. why did you say that? Why were you off color? And we really discuss things. And again, I'm very proud of that because I couldn't do that before. And that's something that yeah. I had to learn to do. And we didn't do that right off the cuff. We developed that because in 2014 was a very dark year in my marriage. Um, we were not feeling each other. And I almost walked out because I, I used to, I, I call myself the ultimate runner. Like I'll just run out of anything and, you know, regardless. And I told him like, I'm ready to go. Like I'm ready to jet. And um, I called his best friends, his two best friends who live in Florida I'm like you know 
take him to Florida for a weekend, let him hash things out and bring them back to me. And, and then I'm going to work on this. And, and that's what we did. And um, I mean, ever since that, we really had like a reckoning, I, I call it, that we really have evolved into this marriage. Is my marriage perfect? No. It's not. I'm not saying it. I would say right I don't now. Even know about, what perfect is. It's is there? Right. But you know what? But it's, but, it, but it's my perfect. It's my. Right. Perfect. That's right. It works for you. And that's because I ex- I accept his flaws. He accepts my flaws. But our flaws are flaws that again are reality. Um, because again, I don't hide it, and he doesn't hide it from me. You know, there's people that just you know one thing you you know they appear like this perfect couple on social media and then behind closed doors they're a whole thing where you're getting is what you're getting and you know again on social media I refer to him as the spouse and we say funny things to each other and we do things you know my husband doesn't like to engage with me too much in social media especially in the last year with all the advocacy work that I've done so he kind of likes to stay out of it he does his own thing you know he has a he has a, um, a radio show out of Fairleigh Dickinson and he does that so he promotes his radio and I promote his radio um too but again when it comes to like the back and forth and oh my god I love him so much every day and stuff like that nah it's at the door like (laughs) fuck this shit you know what I mean and 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 um again but I know but it's when I it's relatable for everybody right you have your ups you have your downs but you're willing to admit it so one thing that we generally like to kind of wrap up with sometimes is with all of your infinite wisdom through the experiences and the no and honestly and like the personal experiences that you've had both good and bad what's the one thing you wish you knew before going through your divorce that you'd like to share with others i wish I knew how actually resilient I am because I never thought I had any type of resiliency. I, you know, again, I grew up in a home where, you know, a parent enabled another parent where there was a lack of affection and it was just disastrous. And I thought that was basically how marriage was going to be. And I wish I knew that I didn't have to stay in it as long and that I was going to be resilient as fuck at the end that I was going to bounce back and I I feel like I'm the ultimate victor I feel like I'm like I'm resilient and that's something that I think people have to think about that like you know what it's going to be okay you might not think it's okay at the end but you know what you are resilient and you're going to make it through I'm literally like, I'm smiling so hard. I feel like my face hurts. That is such a good answer. And it's, I also love sort of the vulnerability of it that like a woman who's was in the military of all people was like doubting her own resiliency. Like to me, that in and of itself would be like such an example, right. Of how strong you are. So I, that's, it's beautiful. Perfect. But you're a force in the best way, like in the healthiest way. And I, again, I'm, I, the health is, again, I'm still, you know, again, I'm, you know, miss therapy. I, I, I'm always in your work in progress. I'm I'm a work in progress. You know what I mean? I have band-aids on top of band-aids on top of (laughs) band-aids, but you know, I, I call my like the ultimate KT tape at this point, but I know that eventually that I I'm, I'm working on myself. And again, as much as I'm working on myself around me, my kids are great. 
my kids are doing well, my family's doing well, everybody is healthy. And that's the ultimate goal that everybody is healthy, everybody is in a great frame of mind. And we are working together to make this really great unit. Again, is my marriage perfect? No, I'm not telling, I'm not saying here and preaching to go, oh, my marriage perfect. It's not, it's not. Sometimes I want to like smother him, you know, because it's like, what the, you know, what the hell? <laughs> but, um, but for the most part, he knows that he, you know, potentially going to say to him, okay, I'll smother your ass. You know, um, but uh, I mean, I'm Puerto Rican. He knows that I'm gonna. That I can do something. Be practiced ultimately. at home, by yeah, the way. Don't we're, we're, we're not advocating. Yeah, we're not advocating the smothering. No, I'm advocating. Right. But I, I am advocating that. Yes, you could be vulnerable enough to say to your spouse, "Hey, I'm feeling a certain way." And 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 again, if you build up that courage to be vulnerable with your spouse, you are going to ultimately have some of the most engaging and most amazing conversations. That's going to make your marriage work you know we're and going healing. on and healing it's we're healing. We- We've and been 17 years. Yeah, yes, There's we've been so 17. Yes, yeah, 17 years together. Our 15th an- wedding anniversary is in January, and I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't change a thing. That's amazing. Awesome. Well, Lucy, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing. I want to say a small part of your story because I know there's so much more to be had, and we are definitely going to continue this conversation in numerous different ways. On, like I was saying before, on our Instagram live through the app. We really have a lot more that we want to talk to you about. Thank you for your service, for everything you do, everybody out there. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to Divorce Etc. with the ex-experts. We really hope this episode was helpful for you in getting information you need and feeling empowered to get through it. And always remember, there are so many of us just like you. Now, please hit the subscribe button so you always get new episodes and please rate and review us. You can also check out our website filled with free resources at xexperts.com. Follow us on social on Instagram and Facebook and send us an email to let us know your thoughts or any questions or topics you'd like us to talk about. See you next time.